Hello, welcome back to Meditating the Word. My name is Cherie. I'm your host and fellow traveler on this journey through the Bible in a year. Whether you've been reading the Bible for years, or if this is your first time to read it from Genesis to Revelation, I'm glad to have you with us. We are in the eighth month of our journey, and we still have a lot of people to meet and places to visit. So let's jump into today's passage. This is day 215. Today we're reading 2 Chronicles 32 and 33. I'm reading from the World English Bible. Let's get started. The Second Book of Chronicles, chapters 32 and 33. After these things and this faithfulness, Sennacherib, king of Assyria, came, entered into Judah, encamped against the fortified cities, and intended to win them for himself. When Hezekiah saw that Sennacherib had come, and that he was planning to fight against Jerusalem, he took counsel with his princes and his mighty men to stop the waters of the springs which were outside of the city, and they helped him. Then many people gathered together, and they stopped all the springs and the brook that flowed through the middle of the land, saying, Why should the kings of Assyria come and find abundant water? He took courage, built up all the wall that was broken down, and raised it up to the towers, with the other wall outside, and strengthened Milo in David's city, and made weapons and shields in abundance. He set captains of war over the people, gathered them together to him in the wide place at the gate of the city, and spoke encouragingly to them, saying, Be strong and courageous. Don't be afraid or dismayed because of the king of Assyria, nor for all the multitude who is with him. For there is a greater one with us than with him. An arm of flesh is with him. But the Lord our God is with us to help us and to fight our battles. The people rested themselves on the words of Hezekiah, king of Judah. After this, Sennacherib, king of Assyria, sent his servants to Jerusalem. Now he was attacking Lachish, and all his forces were with him. To Hezekiah, king of Judah, and to all Judah who were at Jerusalem, saying, Sennacherib, king of Assyria, says, In whom do you trust that you remain under siege in Jerusalem? Doesn't Hezekiah persuade you to give you over to die by famine and by thirst, saying, The Lord our God will deliver us out of the hand of the king of Assyria, Hasn't the same Hezekiah taken away his high places and his altars, and commanded Judah and Jerusalem, saying, You shall worship before one altar, and you shall burn incense on it? Don't you know what I and my fathers have done to all the peoples of the lands? Were the gods of the nations of those lands in any way able to deliver their land out of my hand? Who was there among all the gods of those nations which my fathers utterly destroyed that could deliver his people out of my hand, that your God should be able to deliver you out of my hand? 
Now, therefore, don't let Hezekiah deceive you, nor persuade you in this way. Don't believe him, for no god of any nation or kingdom was able to deliver his people out of my hand and out of the hand of my fathers. How much less will your god deliver you out of my hand? His servant spoke yet more against the Lord God and against his servant Hezekiah. He also wrote letters insulting the Lord, the God of Israel, and speaking against him, saying, As the gods of the nations of the lands, which have not delivered their people out of my hand, so shall the God of Hezekiah not deliver his people out of my hand. They called out with a loud voice in the Jews' language to the people of Jerusalem who were on the wall to frighten them and to trouble them that they might take the city. They spoke of the God of Jerusalem as of the gods of the peoples of the earth, which are the work of men's hands. Hezekiah the king and Isaiah the prophet, the son of Amoz, prayed because of this and cried to heaven. The Lord sent an angel who cut off all the mighty men of valor, the leaders, and the captains in the camp of the king of Assyria. So he returned with shame of face to his own land. When he had come into the house of his God, those who came out of his own body killed him there with the sword. Thus the Lord saved Hezekiah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem from the hand of Sennacherib, the king of Assyria, and from the hand of all others, and guided them on every side. Many brought gifts to the Lord to Jerusalem, and precious things to Hezekiah, king of Judah, so that he was exalted in the sight of all nations from then on. In those days, Hezekiah was terminally ill, and he prayed to the Lord, and he spoke to him, and gave him a sign. But Hezekiah didn't reciprocate appropriate to the benefit done for him, because his heart was lifted up. Therefore there was wrath on him, Judah, and Jerusalem. However, Hezekiah humbled himself for the pride of his heart, both he and the inhabitants of Jerusalem, so that the Lord's wrath didn't come on them in the days of Hezekiah. Hezekiah had exceedingly great riches and honor. He provided himself with treasuries for silver, for gold, for precious stones, for spices, for shields, and for all kinds of valuable vessels, also storehouses for the increase of grain, new wine, and oil, and stalls for all kinds of animals, and flocks in folds. Moreover, he provided for himself cities and possessions of flocks and herds in abundance, for God had given him abundant possessions. This same Hezekiah also stopped the upper spring of the waters of Gihon and brought them straight down on the west side of David's city. Hezekiah prospered in all his works. However, concerning the ambassadors of the princes of Babylon, who sent to him to inquire of the wonder that was done in the land, God left him to test him, that he might know all that was in his heart. Now the rest of the acts of Hezekiah and his good deeds, behold, 
They are written in the vision of Isaiah the prophet, the son of Amaz, in the book of the kings of Judah and Israel. Hezekiah slept with his fathers, and they buried him in the ascent to the tombs of the sons of David. All Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem honored him at his death. Manasseh his son reigned in his place. Manasseh was twelve years old when he began to reign, and he reigned fifty-five years in Jerusalem. He did that which was evil in the Lord's sight, after the abominations of the nations whom the Lord cast out before the children of Israel. For he built again the high places which Hezekiah his father had broken down, and he raised up altars for the Baals, made a sheriff, and worshipped all the army of the sky, and served them. He built altars in the Lord's house, of which the Lord said, My name shall be in Jerusalem for ever. He built altars for all the army of the sky in the two courts of the Lord's house. He also made his children to pass through the fire in the valley of the son of Hinnom. He practiced sorcery, divination, and witchcraft, and dealt with those who had familiar spirits and wizards. He did much evil in the Lord's sight to provoke him to anger. He set the engraved image of the idol which he had made in God's house, of which God said to David and to Solomon his son, In this house and in Jerusalem, which I have chosen out of all the tribes of Israel, I will put my name forever. I will not any more remove the foot of Israel from off the land which I have appointed for your fathers, if only they will observe to do all that I have commanded them, even all the law, the statutes, and the ordinances given by Moses. Manasseh seduced Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem, so that they did more evil than did the nations whom the Lord destroyed before the children of Israel. The Lord spoke to Manasseh and to his people, but they didn't listen. Therefore, the Lord brought on them the captains of the army of the king of Assyria, who took Manasseh in chains, bound him with fetters, and carried him to Babylon. While he was in distress, he begged the Lord his God and humbled himself greatly before the God of his fathers. He prayed to him, and he was entreated by him, and heard his supplication, and brought him again to Jerusalem into his kingdom. Then Manasseh knew that the Lord was God. Now after this, he built an outer wall to David's city on the west side of Gihon, in the valley, even to the entrance at the fish gate. He encircled Ophel with it and raised it up to a very great height, and he put valiant captains in all the fortified cities of Judah. He took away the foreign gods and the idol out of the Lord's house, and all the altars that he had built in the mountain of the Lord's house and in Jerusalem, and cast them out of the city. He built up the Lord's altar and offered sacrifices of peace offerings and of thanksgiving on it and commanded Judah to serve the Lord, the God of Israel. Nevertheless, the people still sacrificed in the high places, but only 
to the Lord their God. Now the rest of the acts of Manasseh and his prayer to his God and the words of the seers who spoke to him in the name of the Lord, the God of Israel, behold, they are written among the acts of the kings of Israel, his prayer also, and how God listened to his request, and all his sin and his trespass, and the places in which he built high places, and set up Asherah poles, and the engraved images before he humbled himself. Behold, they are written in the history of Hosea. So Manasseh slept with his fathers, and they buried him in his own house and Ammon his son reigned in his place. Ammon was twenty-two years of age when he began to reign, and he reigned two years in Jerusalem. He did that which was evil in the Lord's sight, as did Manasseh his father, and Ammon sacrificed to all the engraved images which Manasseh his father had made, and served them. He didn't humble himself before the Lord as Manasseh his father had humbled himself. But this same Ammon trespassed more and more. His servants conspired against him and put him to death in his own house. But the people of the land killed all those who had conspired against King Ammon. And the people of the land made Josiah his son king in his place. Father God, over and over again, we see your mercy when your people repent. And Father, we know that repenting doesn't just mean confessing or admitting that we've sinned and missed the mark, but rather it means turning away from. So Father, today we ask that you give us a new heart and renew our spirits within us so we don't continue in our sins, but truly repent and turn back to you in obedience. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, there we have it, another chapter in our journey through the Bible. It's not always easy to understand, but remember, it isn't a race, and each word we read is a seed planted in our hearts. Thank you for being part of this journey. Join us tomorrow and every day as we continue our journey through the pages of the Bible. This is Cherie signing off for the day. Remember, you are in my prayers. I can't wait to see you tomorrow. Until next time, be blessed and be a blessing.